Mountain Wedding Talk, your weekly go-to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts, Patricia and Erica. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mountain Wedding Talk. We're so excited you're here. We are really thrilled because we have this special guest today that we're so excited to introduce you to. Um, but in the meantime, I'm also going to say hello to Erica over in Lolo. Hey, hey, Hi. our producer. <laughs> <laughs> the Lolo. The Lolo, Montana. <laughs> and for those of you who are just catching up, I am in Wyoming near the Jackson area, which is so exciting because we also have our guest, Chef Maggie, who is um, in the Star Valley area, and she services all of the areas plus um, Las Vegas. So hello, Chef Maggie. Hello, so nice to be with you today. Thanks so much for the invite. Absolutely. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Sure, absolutely. So I was very fortunate to be able to attend culinary school while in high school. Um, Vegas has some really great technical um, high school programs where you can go half day to your home high school, half day to uh, trade school. Um, so I did that for two years in culinary arts. Nice. I got out, had some skills, and then just started working with um, different really good chefs, kind of on an almost self-apprenticeship basis where I would um, kind of stay with somebody for a year, a year and a half, learn all their like tips and tricks in their, just their way. And then move on to someone else. So eventually getting to uh, to be the chef of three restaurants at Green Valley Ranch, Stacia Casino in the um, Henderson area near Las Vegas. And yeah, then started my own business just about 20 years ago. So I've been in the private chef, personal chef, catering space for about 20 years now. That is truly amazing. Oh, my gosh. And then the three restaurants, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, and that's really what propelled me to uh, start my own business is two of my restaurants were 24 hours. And oh, so wow. when you have little kids, 24 hour restaurants are quite a bit to to take, quite a bit to deal with. So, Oh, my gosh. I know. Instead of just the lunch and dinner or the breakfast, you have the whole day. Oh, my gosh. Right. Right. Crazy right. Crazy. Exactly. So it brings you here to our lovely Wyoming. And how did that come about? Good question. So unfortunately, like lots of other people in the US, um, when the market tanked in 2008, uh, Las Vegas was kind of ground center, you know, for that because there was so many, so much value in, in land that the banks held. And my husband worked in the banking business and that was really tough. So. He got a great job offer here in Wyoming. Um, we're in Star Valley, kind of an hour, hour and a half away from Jackson. And um, yeah, he loves it here. I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> less in love with the. It's still with snowing. The That's why. Snow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, we moved here in 2011 and. Okay. I started my business here and we've been here ever since. So it's been good. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're happy because I'm looking out the window going, okay, I'm over the snow here. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, come on, please. It's spring. Um, so I have a, a 
basically another question for you. So what do you think that sets the culinary scene in Jackson apart from any other mountain town, if you are familiar with that? So I really think that Jackson has focused on uh, keeping things local. I think they're really focused on keeping things homegrown. Nice. Um, we have very, very few chains, very few corporate owned restaurants. And when yeah. that's the case, it helps the mom and pops and the independents really grow. Um, and I think there's a lot higher quality actually with independents and um, yeah. I have innovation. To agree. Yeah, I think definitely like I see a lot of innovative um, food, you know, menu items and things in Jackson, whereas in other towns, even like our closest, you know, Idaho Falls is just a ton of chain restaurants. Right. And they pay low wages. Um, they use a lot of things that are fried. They're oh, yeah. not doing things that are cutting edge. Um, yeah. The food quality is not that great. It's okay, but it's, you know, what you're going to get from, from chain restaurants. So. Yeah. Cause that, that leads me to my next question about incorporating our local ingredients and flavors into your dishes, because I know that um, we have, I can't think of the name up in Jackson. It's kind of like the hyponic garden. That Oh yes. Uh-huh. Okay. We do have um, a huge indoor greenhouse that's multi-level. They're growing some really fantastic herbs and microgreens, tomatoes, mm -hmm. Right now, yeah. outside, it's about 20 degrees, but inside that greenhouse, it's 75, yeah. and they're growing all kinds of things that are really high quality um, and just excellent, excellent products. Yes, I, I took a tour, and I was just thrilled, you know, and I was ready to eat everything because it was just straight off the vine, so to speak. Exactly. So cool. Um, so what advice do you have for couples who want to incorporate this local cuisine into their wedding menu? So I think that the, the best thing you can do um, when you're planning a wedding, especially we get a lot of people uh, who do weddings here who are from somewhere else. Right. And right. so there's a lot of long distance planning. Yeah. I think that if you sit down together with your significant other and you put on paper as many things as you'd like to see have happen, um, taste, read some different, you know, wedding blogs, um, yeah. look at uh, different caterers websites. I mean, my website has quite a bit of information. Um, wedding wire is another good source for a lot of information. Uh -huh. I think that the more fleshed out that you can have your ideas on paper, the better it is when you go and consult with a professional. So typically when a bride comes to me, most of the time, this is their very first time planning a really big party. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily it's about my, you know, 20,000th time planning a big party. So <laughs> I know all the good questions to ask. Um, yeah. Many times they do not have the answers to my questions and that's okay. We're on a fact finding mission. Uh -huh. And it will, those questions will lead to the right answers once they start to think about it. So, um, but if you could get as much information on paper and then come back to the professional and have things as, as much of an idea about you, um, what you'd like to see, your feel, your look, um, 
those kinds of uh, that those pieces of information are really, really helpful in helping me design a menu that's going to fit with you. So all my menus are custom. I don't have like menu A, B, and C to choose from. I talk to the bride. Um, I and I figure out what it is they love. What does their family love? What would yeah. make this amazing? What would make it really special for them? And with with asking those questions, I'm not. That doesn't mean it's going to be expensive. Yeah, I'm really looking to see what what it is that will make this day truly, truly amazing and memorable um, for them as a couple and for their friends and family. That's what I'm looking to create when I create a menu for someone. Oh, so cool. And, you know, and, and it's a fun process for the couple, you know, finally honing in on their taste, especially if they're foodies. Oh, my gosh. Yes, exactly. It really is. You're right. Yeah. So can you share with the listeners um, just one memorable, unique wedding that you um, have created for in the past? Okay. Well, I'll tell you one that I'm working on right now, actually. Okay, cool. um, so a bride came to me and she wants to do uh, a dinner at a local um, art gallery. So it's an art gallery by day and an event uh-huh. space by night. And it's just mm-hmm. a cool place. It's got a great vibe. Um, it's a unique uh, atmosphere. So her family owns a winery in um, Paso Robos, California. Ooh, and nice. her, so her last name is kind of distinctive. And I actually asked about that. I said, oh, I'm familiar with this wine label. Are you connected? She said, actually, we are. We own that. Wow. And so um, in talking to her, her family's all Lebanese. And oh. so in in the discussion, um, I said, what would really, like, what type of food really makes you happy? What do you love? And she said, if you're up for it, Lebanese cuisine. So Lebanese is a is similar um, to Greek. So if you think of hummus and tabbouleh and labne and um, gefteres and uh, spices like za'atar, um, pita and um, lamb. So she said, wow, if we could do it family style, all those dishes my family loves, my dad will be in heaven. Oh, gosh, And yeah. so... Um, this is a fun one that I'm really looking forward to. And I think her family's going to be super happy. I sent her the menu. She said, oh, yeah, just one change. Can we make the almond cookie a pistachio cookie? Sure, no oh. problem. Every every menu's custom. Any flavor can be changed. Anything can be changed to, to what they like. But that's what I love about talking to, um, uh, to the bride, to the groom, getting, you know, getting that information. Like, this will be a super memorable uh, event that her family will be talking about for a long, long, long time. That's what we're all about. Creating that memory, creating that special occasion and food and great cuisine does it in a way that nothing else can. Oh, it's a, a forever lasting memory. Oh my gosh. So you must be in the most incredible world because I've worked with hotel chefs and having this freedom to just create whatever works for your couples. That is extraordinary. It is. It is. And um, one way that I do that is by uh, eating a lot of different places, looking for inspiration. 
Oh, fun. I know. (laughs) Really, really hard job, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, another one is I have a really good resource called the Flavor Bible. Uh, It's a fantastic book that takes like uh, a main ingredient and then everything that's complementary to that main ingredient, what it pairs well with, uh, really helps me like if I'm a little bit stuck on creating a menu or I have a little bit of uh, like writer's block. Chefs get that too, sure. you know, yeah. in, in creating a menu. So some resources sometimes help you. Or honestly, I'll go on other places. Like what's really popular right now is the whole speakeasy concept from the 1920s. Um, the oh. hardest reservations right now to get in Las Vegas are at the Delilah at the Wynn and Mayfair Supper Club in the Bellagio. They're both uh, speakeasy 1920 um style cabaret performance dinner theater experiences so recently i was writing a 1920s menu that i've been invited to guest chef um for three nights at a at a concept in sheridan wyoming so i was writing that menu and i was looking at these other menus to get inspiration so there's several places where you can find inspiration and uh that'll help you in writing menus for people oh my gosh we're so lucky to have you out here I might, you oh. know, my palate is just drooling right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so kind. Oh my gosh. So, um, so do you have any upcoming projects or collaborations that you're working on right now? You know, um, when it's really snowy outside, people start to think about um, what fun thing that they're going to have happen this year. So um, my whole February and March has been writing a ton of menus for upcoming events Um, so I'm really excited about that. So like I just said, I'm guest chefing for, um, a client in Sheridan, Wyoming. He is working on a speakeasy concept. And so he's dry running it kind of for, um, 80 people a night. Two of his nights are already sold out, which is really great. So he's added a third night. Um, so I'm looking forward to going and teaching his staff some new concepts. Some of them are some young guys and uh, it's pretty cool to be on this side of able to teach some young uh, culinarians, just some new kind of concepts about uh, creating cuisine and, and make a great experience. So I'm writing a lot of menus right now looking for for spring and when it's going to be, yeah, a little bit more beautiful outside to have events. So I know. And I, I wanted to share with our listeners that you do a Tuesday takeout, which is fabulous. And, uh, you know, I, I'm yet to do that, but I can't wait for the next Tuesday to come out. Awesome. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I've been sharing that information with a lot of people because I said, you don't have to cook tonight. Just go to chef. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the, it's funny because that came about by a customer. She oh. asked me, she said, I'm just really busy. I need, I need some help in, um, yeah. in putting, getting dinner on the table. And I said, oh, let me, let me think about this. And actually it's been fantastic because it's just a cool way to, uh, to when I find something that is in season, a good price looks great in the stores. I can roll that into, you know, a, a menu that I'd like to try out or, Something that yeah. I just want to see how it's received. So um, our Very area, cool. they love like ethnic cuisine. I mean, they love Chinese. They love Indian. Oh. They love Thai. They 
We're it in Wyoming. Like those, those dishes sell really well. I know it's interesting. It's, so, yeah, my it's good. Yeah, it's so cool. You know, it's good. Uh, it's so good. It's so good because that means our, uh, well, our, our demographic is changing, you know, and yes. um, getting more of a, a, a broader palette, as I would call it. Um, so what is your favorite dish to cook and why? Um, that's a good question. It really depends on my mood and the weather. Um, I think that, uh, also if you pay attention to your body, I think that your body sometimes will tell you maybe what you're lacking. So, Uh, um, like you'll start to crave things, uh, from a vitamin perspective that you might, that you might be needing in your diet. So, mm -hmm. so like just the other day, um, I made a kabocha, uh, Japanese winter squash soup and it's really, I was doing some research really high in vitamin C surprisingly. Maybe I needed vitamin C. It just sounded really good to me. It's like, yeah. Kabocha is a kind of squat green pumpkin, um, comes into maturity in October and November but actually, once you pick it, it's not the best time to cook it. It's best to wait until January, February, March to cook it because the starches convert to sugar oh. and actually increase in vitamins as they're sitting. So when you make it into a soup, it's silky. It's like a warm hug. It's comforting. It's delicious. Okay, it sounded now. perfect. So <laughs> but I could have just. I could have just as easily turned that into, you know, more Indian flavors, which is not the direction that I went. Um, but, you know, if you added coconut milk and uh, cumin and some oh. coriander and garlic and ginger, like that would be really amazing in that soup also. So I really pay attention to uh, the weather uh, myself and what looks great in the market. So what looks really that's what you want to cook with. That's the vitamins yeah. that you need at that time. Whatever is in the peak of season. Good deal. Oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. Um, so I think our our listeners, and, and especially if they're planning their mountain wedding, would be elated to have you as their chef. You know, because that's that's one thing that I noticed with uh, Jen and Sam. They were just every time I talk about you. Uh, they are just upside down because they're, they're, I guess they're driving some of them and they're bringing some local beer from Oregon and stuff like that. And then incorporating it into your menu. So that should be super exciting. So happy to serve them. So happy to be a part of their special day. Yeah. So Leslie, um, where can the listeners basically find you and more information about That's you? a great question. Thank you. Um, so we're online. Uh, best place to find us is on the web. If you look artisan chef Maggie, um, okay. our website is artisanchefmaggie.com or we're on Google. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, places you can find us. You can sign up for our uh, email list. We email out every week our Tuesday takeout. And then we have special events. We have chef's dinners. During the, you know, nicer weather, we have them about once a month. Um, we'll choose a theme like we've, we've done, you know, not too long ago, a German dinner. So everything was all German, sausages okay. and spatzel and um, sauerkraut um, and German bread and all different kinds of German food. So we'll pick a theme and, and run a fun menu. Um, people really enjoy that. So we do a lot of different events also um, besides just events at your home. 
So say, I mean, what's really typical is people will call us for say, a, you know, 40th birthday party at their home for okay. 50 people. That's usually the number that makes people nervous um, <laughs> to entertain on their own. Yeah. So we bring all of the equipment, all the ingredients, make everything fresh, um, do all the service, do all the cleanup. You're left with a house that looks like no party happened. And oh it's the best God. way to entertain. You don't have to worry about, oh, do I have to take out the trash? Or, oh, do I need more ice in the ice bucket? Nope, we've got it. We take care of it. So um, it's an awesome way to to have an event. Well, as a from the planner's perspective, you're a dream. Uh, definitely. We, we love oh, that. Oh, you're so kind. You're oh so my gosh. kind. So before we go, because we'll have all this information in our show notes, one last thing that I forgot to ask you, can you share with our listeners about your pizza experience? Oh, yeah. So we do, we make all of our own fresh dough. And I've got a couple girls on my staff that are just like the dough whisperers. They're so good at making dough. Yeah. They're so excited when it rises. They're so excited to portion it out. They, they're so funny. They just have such a good time portioning dough. Um, so we have fantastic ovens. We, we bake those pizzas really hot. So we do pizzas on site at our location. We also do pizzas. We have a pizza oven, um, that will bring out to your site as well. So recently we did a wedding for 125 in the park and it's a beautiful park in Afton with really big, huge, mature trees. It's got a lot of shade, it's uh, right by a running stream. It's so picturesque. It's it's not a typical park, but um, we did fresh pizza. The pizzas cook in three and a half minutes. Um, we did fresh pizzas the entire time. People are coming wow. back and getting, you know, salad and pizza and say, oh, what yeah. do you have now? Oh, what are you making now? Kind of fun. Oh. We're stretching the dough and, you know, um, yeah. it's a great way to, who doesn't like pizza, right? I know. I yeah, know. it's a great, it's a, did, it's a fun, it's a fun party. Yes, I just had to have you share it because I know that that the experience itself, because we have a lot of pizza lovers, um, I'm sure, listening. And, um, you know, that's one of my go-tos when I can. So I know that I think Jen and Sam may have, I don't know if they went to the pizza, but we'll see. But I want to thank you so much for being with us today. You know, it was such a great time to talk with you and hopefully our listeners will grab that information in our show notes and we'll fill your calendar. Like there's no tomorrow. Awesome. Well, I'd love to help, help you make a a great event. I think that it's an honor to be a part of people's special memories. I mean, I can remember as a kid being a part of my grandparents 40th anniversary party at a, at a restaurant in Las Vegas. And just those kinds of memories are memories that stick with you. So, um, when you're deciding on who to go to, uh, really, I would encourage your uh, listeners, if they're planning a party, to just choose somebody who really cares about uh-huh. the outcome and making it amazing because those memories are awesome. And when the food is really good, people have a really good time. So, yes, they do. And when their little bellies are full, oh my gosh, you can't, you can't have a better a better evening. Um, but thank you again, Chef Maggie. It was such thank a pleasure. You. And I'm looking forward to continuing work with you, um, especially this season. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. 
Okay, everyone, we're so excited that um, Chef Maggie had joined us. We um, are looking forward to having you back next Wednesday, and uh, we'll have another topic for you at that time. This is Patricia and Erica. You can find us on where you can listen to us where you listen to all your podcasts. So we're on we're everywhere. If you haven't noticed by now, um, you can go to our website. Uh, mountainweddingtalk.com leave us a, a comment below oh i'm all pointing below um, <laughs> i know everybody listening to, leave a good comment um and if you want to send us an email uh you can send it to hello at mountainweddingtalk.com and we will respond hopefully no we will <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> all right thank you so much chef maggie it was amazing information and thank you um, all right. So All right. until next time. I know. Two crazy planners. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Yeah. We go to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts, Patricia and Erica. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at mountainweddingtalk.com. Thanks for listening.